this morning's uh, uh, chapter, or, or, well, I'm not guaranteeing that we're going to get through the whole chapter, but this morning's uh, uh, topic that we're going to be going over is something that I've had, that I've been struggling with <clears throat> this week and trying to get together and get my head wrapped around it and try to figure out everything and, and, uh, and, and I had to express to them some of the concerns I had about it and, and I, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I say all that because it's great to have you know, a, a minimal of two preachers here this morning to help direct me in, 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 in the way that I'm, I'm speaking here this morning that we we're sure to get the right right thing out. But uh, but without further ado, let's go into chapter 27. We're going to read the first four verses and back up and make some comment here. <clears throat> chapter 27, it says, Now it came to pass when Isaac was old, and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, and he answered him, here I am. Then he said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, <clears throat> your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, <clears throat> that my soul may bless you there uh, before I die. All right, so... Here we have, uh, obviously, Isaac's you know, getting older. He's, uh, if, if things have been looked at right and everything, he's sitting about 137 years old here. <clears throat> and uh, looking over the time period that he'll be dying, it'll be around 40 years later. So it, he's not necessarily on his deathbed, literally about to die. Uh, he's got you know, several years left in store for him. Uh, but he he understands that he's not going to live forever, and he understands that his, his he, you know his days are numbered, and he doesn't know exactly when that day is going to be. So he calls his his oldest son uh, to him, Esau. Which, backing up a little bit, if you remember right, uh, I believe it was in chapter twenty five. It makes mention of how that Esau was Jacob's favorite. Jacob's favorite was Esau's. Esau was Isaac's favorite, and uh, Jacob was Rebekah's favorite. So we have some favoritism going on here, <clears throat> and we, we, we also find in chapter 25 of how that Isaac and Esau, Isaac and Esau, man, if I don't get these names right, Jacob and Esau uh, had, had had a little conversation there, if you will. He, uh, Esau was coming in from the field, and Jacob was cooking a, a stew, and uh, that's when Esau had sold his birthright for a, a pot of, of stew there that, that Jacob had going on. And uh, part of the, just kind of laying it out here, going on, putting it out here, one of the reasons why I was struggling with this so much is because of the this aspect of the blessing and the birthright. And there's two major books that I, that I go to, uh, one of them being a, a book, but kind of a commentary in a sense, I guess you can say, uh, by a member of the church. And the other one is a, is a 
literal commentary um, by another member of the church. And he in in these two they kind of differ on this point because one of them says that the birthright and the blessing are separate, and the other one says that the birthright and the blessing are one and the same. And I kept struggling, going back and forth, and uh, as far as this this concept, and as I said, I was talking to Jim before class this morning, and he he you know, put forth and and correct me if I'm wrong in, in presenting this that he always thought of it as them being one and the same, uh, you know, the birthright and the you know, being the double portion of the blessing, and um, so. With that thought, and that was more of the thought process that I had, and that's how my notes were kind of typed up. And, uh, and so, but I, I kind of struggled with it. And, and so when you think about it in that standpoint, though, as far as uh, you know, Esau had been sold his birthright to Jacob, and this was something that was most likely known. <clears throat> it wasn't that it was just known in between Esau and Jacob, not that we have any record of it you know, being announced to the rest of the family or anything, but uh, most likely we do have this being something that was, um, that was widely known. And so when we stop and we look at this and we think about how that Isaac had called Esau in, in, in a private meeting, if you would, you know, to come in and to uh, tell him that, hey, you know, I want to bless you. Go out and make some food for me. And, uh, and bring it in to me, it almost gives you the idea that he's trying to do this secretly, you know, that he doesn't want anybody else to know what, what's about to happen. And it could be because of the favoritism that they had going on here that Isaac really wanted Esau to have this blessing um, in, in the birthright and all. <clears throat> so it could be that Isaac was, in a sense, going against uh, God's will, if you would, because if you remember back in chapter 25, um, God tells Rebecca about, because she had, you know, she was having twins, she was pregnant still, and was concerned about what was going on with her, and so she goes to the Lord, and the Lord tells her that you have two nations within you, and the uh, older will serve the younger, in a sense, there were some other things that were said there, but uh, essentially we have the older serving the younger. And so we had this going on, and I feel like I'm real scattered in what I'm saying, so I'll give you some, some time here in just a moment to, to make comments or ask questions, what have you. We have all this going on as far as the birthright being sold, who was the rightful uh, uh, person that the blessing was going to come through, um, but we, we have this favoritism going on with with. Esau and Isaac, and it could be that Esau, even after selling his birthright, had continued to kind of, in a sense, um, try to bribe his father uh, because of the idea that, you know, his father tells Esau, you know, Isaac tells Esau, says, go out and, and, and hunt for me and bring back some game and cook it the way I like it. You know, son, the way you do it for me all the time, the, that, that savory food that you, you always bring me, go out and get some of that and, and bring it to me. So it could be that, that Esau was trying to, trying to uh, get in good with his father there, not that he had to try real hard because uh, we saw 
from the beginning that there, there was favoritism going on there. But I've rambled for about 15 minutes now, so any other comments or thoughts here? Absolutely. I appreciate you pointing out that passage from Hebrews. I, I didn't think about that passage. The interesting thing is, is that I brought that passage out in, 20, in chapter 25 there towards the end, but I didn't go back and think about that as far as the blessing and the, and the um, uh, birthright uh, being con- joined together there. Uh, but yes, is there, is there well, for one, he, he turns over to verse 36 and points out how the Esau tries to separate the two, saying, well, you know, he stole my, my uh, you know, is, is his name not Jacob rightly because he stole my birthright to begin with, and now here he is, you know, stealing my, my blessing. Um, but, and, and just to, as an informative aspect, Kaufman here, which is the commentary that, that makes mention of you know, them being one and the same as far as the blessing and the birthright, um, he makes the mention of how the Esau tries to separate them when they're not supposed to be separated um, in, in the aspect of being upset with his brother. So, Julie, so you think they're the same because of the reactions of what Isaac and Esau had after the fact because of, of the, uh, the outcome of what was coming out. Okay. Um, and, and just to kind of back up what was said a little bit about um, the actions of what we'll find here with, uh, with Rebecca and, and Jacob and the deceiving aspect. Um, it, it's definitely not anything that, that the Bible's trying to, to uh, exhort in a way as far as uh, you're, well, when something's being wrong, well, you know, you can lie and deceit and, and, and do whatever you want to, you know, to make it right. I, that's not what the, you know, we're trying to get at here. And one of the things that I've always thought would be interesting to know is, you know, because God doesn't need, you know, immoral people to fix mistakes, that he can do that well on his own. I would always be interested here to know how it would have worked out if Rebecca and Jacob didn't step in and do what they were doing. Right, because it did say that he despised his birthright, so you'd think that he would have you know, made that very clear that he did despise it and, and the fact that this was a way that, that Isaac and Esau thought that this was a way that they could, he could get it back in a sense. Um. All right, well, let's look at, it's going to be a little bit lengthy of a passage here, but it all goes together in a sense. I didn't flip my page. Let me go back. Uh, going from verse 5 down to 17 real quick. <clears throat> and it says, Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt game and, and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me that I may eat and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food for them. For your father, such as he loves, then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, 
and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is, hair, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall see him, or in, and I shall seem to him to, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only my only obey my voice and go get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were with which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son, and and she put the skins of the goats the, the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and the and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave him the savory food and bread which she had prepared in the hand into the hand of her son Jacob. All right, like I said, that was a, a rather lengthy reading, but um, but it, it all goes together because here we have. First of all, it's kind of interesting because, like I said, it sounds it sounded to me like Jacob was calling Esau. Isaac was calling Esau into you know, kind of a, a private meeting, if you would, and here we have Rebecca uh, eavesdropping or overhearing, however you want to to put it, on the conversation to find out you know, what all was going on, and. Uh, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, did she do this every time they got together? You know, did, was she listening in on their conversations all the time? Uh, but you know, I don't know. But <clears throat> whether it be that, that Rebecca had known what was going on as far as you know, Isaac trying to give Esau the blessing that he shouldn't be giving Esau, or, um, or it was the favoritism that, that Rebecca had towards Jacob and wanting Jacob to receive that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the thought process here, but regardless, Rebecca saw it in herself that she needed to take action. So here we have Rebecca <coughs> going to Jacob and basically telling him it wasn't so much of a, of a, you know, hey, this is what they're doing. Do you want to do this? It's more or less she's going to Jacob and saying, look, you need to do this. So go get me this and this and this and and we're going to do this. Um, and the interesting aspect here is that we find uh, Jacob's response, as in, you know, well, what if, what if he recognizes who I am, and 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 puts on me a curse rather than a blessing? So, in 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 the aspect here, you almost see Jacob is backing up and saying, <clears throat> not so much, let's not do this because this is wrong. You know, let God handle this. But more so, let's not do this because I might get caught and something bad might happen to me. And, uh, but yet, we see Rebecca say, telling her, you know, trying to, to uh, console her son, saying, don't worry about the, you know, if there's a curse, let it be on me. Which, if you stop and think about the whole story as far as what's going to happen from here on out, in a sense, a curse was placed on her. Because 
at the end of this chapter, we're going to see her having to send Jacob, her favorite son, away from her. And Esau, you know, from the sounds of it, probably didn't really like her anyhow. So she was, in a sense, separated from from these two sons. But, um, uh, oh, and we also never uh, hear about Rebecca. We don't really know when she died and how this happened. So it very well could be that she, she died while Jacob was over at her brother's house uh, doing all the good stuff that was happening there. So uh, we'll find out about that. I don't want to spoil that for you. Um, but regardless, we have her... Uh, uh, gathering uh, or getting these these goats and making this meal for uh, for Isaac, for Jacob to give to Isaac. And she puts the, the you know, clothes on him, you know, that, that, that smell like Esau and puts these goat skins on him, which really makes you wonder how hairy Esau was to begin with. Um, <laughs> and... and, and puts all of it in his hands and sends him in. Uh, but very, very interesting when you stop and think about some of the aspects here. But any thoughts or comments that someone might have? Yes. All right, or well, let's look at uh, what happens here is, um, as, as Jacob enters in with his father. So starting in verse 18, it says, <clears throat> So he went to his father and said, Father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit and eat my game, that you, your soul may bless me. But, Esau, but Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob uh, went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he, he blessed him. Then he said, Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, bring near, bring it near to me so, and I will eat of my son's game that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and brought him wine and, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come near now and kiss me, my son. He came near and kissed him and smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of of my son is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, my God, give you the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. 
So here we have him, have Jacob walking in, and this is where the true, uh, uh, I guess you can say rubber meets the pavement or however you want to go with it. You know, he walks in and he says, here I am. And uh, he says, and first thing Isaac says is, who are you? And uh, because when, as you look through this and you read through this section, we have them trying, we have you know, Rebecca trying to, to fix everything, but there is one thing that he can't fix. You know, out of the five senses, you've got, you know, the sight's already gone, so you don't have to worry about that. You know, so you got the feel, the smell. Anyhow, you got everything except for the voice, you know, the sound. Um, so he couldn't couldn't fake the sound of it. And so that's what kept throwing Isaac off. You know, he kept, man, you know, you feel like Esau. You smell like Esau. You know, and, and, and just couldn't get past the, 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 the sound. But finally, it's like, you know, you, you've got to be it uh, because of the taste. That's the other thing. You know, your, your food even tastes like Esau. So, you know, here you go. Yeah. And, and he gives him this blessing. And, and it is a blessing. You know, he, he tells him, you know, that he wants, you know, his, uh, wants him to become a large nation in the, uh, and, and have the um, uh, dominion over other nations, uh, rich crops, large herds, many children, uh, and, and what have you. So, you know, it was a, it was a blessing for sure. Um, but what Jim made mention of just a moment ago just kind of reminds me, you know, we're reading this as far as what Isaac actually says, you know, as if this is going to really change anything regardless of who he said it to because God already set forth that it was going to be Jacob that this line was going to come through. So just food for thought there. But one other thing that I thought of when I was going through this and and uh, not that it's any kind of related or anything, uh, and, and not that, it, that anybody ever really relates it, but I couldn't help but to think of back in chapter 22 when Abraham and Isaac, yeah, Abraham was take, was, had taken Isaac, they went up to uh, the Mount of Moriah, and, and you know, Abraham was, was we, we had compared many different aspects here from uh, Isaac as far as him uh, having the wood on his back, carrying it up the mountains compared to what Christ had, how he had had the wood on his back and carrying it up uh, very possibly the same mountain. Um, the, the different aspects here as far as the, the correlation there, but yet we have um, the kiss here is what my thought was and where I'm trying to go with this as far as how that Jacob had had deceived Isaac with this kiss and the same with Judas and the kiss of uh, with with Christ but like I said not that this is any kind of related here but I when I was thinking about this and I was reading through this and you know mulling it over in my head I, I couldn't help but to go back to that to Isaac in general as far as that time with Isaac and Abraham in in this time period here but just food for thought um Look at the next uh, 10 verses here. It says, Now it happened 
as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also had made savory food and brought it, in, brought it to his father and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may, be, may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, you, who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn Isaac, or firstborn, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly uh, and said, who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate, of, uh, ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken your blessing, taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted uh, me these two times, he took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not uh, reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and, and said to Esau, indeed, I have made him your master, and all, his, and all his brethren I have taken to him as servants. I have given to him as servants. Um, with grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live and and you shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass uh, when you become restless that you shall break his yoke in, from your neck. So we have them in, in verse 30 interests me so greatly because, you know, for one, it makes me wonder how long was Jacob and Isaac together? Because, you know, when you stop and think about the point that Jim had made mention of right there, before we got into this, you, to begin with, Isaac was surprised at how fast he would have gotten this food, got it prepared, and gotten back in there. And it wasn't no sooner than, than Jacob had left did, I, did Esau come in. I mean, it makes me wonder if he saw him leaving the house as he was coming in, thinking, man, what was he doing here? You know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, you know, we... we we have that going on, and, 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 and here he is coming in. So, you know, we don't know how long he was in there for, but, man, if he was really in there trying to deceive him for that long, man, I, I mean, to begin with, just the thought of doing all of this would have been, you know, just made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. But then, then um, being in there for so long, if it was a long period of time, you know, it would have really made your stomach turn. Um. But ultimately, he comes in, and, and they realize what had happened. And there in 
verse 33, I find it interesting where it says, Isaac trembled exceedingly. Uh, just about every other uh, translation, the King James and New King James both say exceedingly here, but about every other translation I looked at had, um, yes, violently, that is, that is it. Um, <clears throat> and, and so you here. Isaac's just extremely upset, as well as Esau's, what you can see. And, um, and I can almost see Esau laying on the ground, kicking his feet, just, just like, a, like a spoiled child. You know, what, why have you done this? Have you not reserved a blessing for me? And, and, I, and I can just see Isaac turn around, well, that was for you, son. <laughs> but anyhow... Um, you know, so Isaac, in a sense, you know, tries to give him some kind of a blessing, but when you read through this blessing, it's really not much of a blessing at all. Shall break the yoke. Uh, from my understandings of this is because of how that he had made mention, how that Isaac had made mention that, that um, or is it in verse 37, I think it is, it say it, you know, this is Isaac speaking to, to Esau, saying, and, I, and all his brethren, which would include Esau, I have given to him as servants. <clears throat> so the yoke there would be the servant's yoke that, um, that Esau would have as far as you know, his, his brethren or his descendants towards Jacob's descendants. And I had read in, in, in I forget which one it was, and might have been both of them, I don't remember, that I was reading from. It was given references of how that there was times, um, and I didn't mark them down because I really didn't think we were going to have the time to go through all that, but different times where uh, the descendants of Esau had overtaken, um, or at least for a little bit of time, uh, the Israelite nation there, or, or some aspect of it or what have you, um, I'd even read in, in one of the books there that Herod the Great was a descendant from Esau. I, don't, I didn't read that in the actual Bible, though, so don't, you know, that's just something that I'm taking for granted here and just saying. But the yoke there, as far as the yoke being broken there, as far as my understandings of it, was the yoke of the servanthood there. It, is that anything there? Okay. Did, did you hear what he said? He made mention of how that, that you know, because Esau's descendants become the Edomites and how that the Edomites and, and uh, the Israelites continually fought back and forth. And the fall of Jerusalem, the Edomites. Absolutely. Uh, the two nations here as far as Esau and, and, and Jacob and the constant fighting that was in, uh, enthralled in there are uh, going back and forth. Absolutely. Any other thoughts or comments before we close out? Well, just one other thought as far as that goes. You have the two nations here. You also had uh, the Ishmaelites who was also fighting with them. But in uh, the next chapter, we'll read of how that uh, Esau takes uh, as a wife one of the daughters of Ishmael. Uh, so just food for thought there. Yeah. Give you some, some reasons to come back next week. All right, we're going to close out there. Thank you.